0: Hi, everyone. Well, it's been a long, long time. Maybe not that long, but it's been a minute since, uh, you know, um, I've come online and broadcasted. So I hope this message reaches you well, as well as can be. Um, and if not so well that you're persevering through whatever it is to get to the other side of wellness. Okay. Um, why haven't why haven't I been broadcasting a series of things life happens um I've gotten uh fairly sick ill I still recovering as a matter of fact so depending on those moments of energy that I have all my aim is to do more broadcasting but I make no promises especially those that I I'm not sure I can keep due to unforeseen circumstances like consistent broadcasting. But whenever feasible, like right now, I have a little bit of an alleviation from constant pain. The pain is there, but it's tapered off. Um, More so than, you know, sometimes uh, where just totally, I just need total rest. Anyway, enough of that. I'll share more of what, you know, what that condition is at uh, another broadcast. But... I wanted to get online and just um, share with you some thoughts, right? There's been a lot going on. I mean, culturally, politically, you name it. Um, And of course, there was this shooting yesterday, this mass shooting at uh, a school in Florida. So my condolences to those who lost lost loved ones, um, to those who are traumatically Impacted by this, uh, may you find divine solace. And for those who are no longer alive, for those parents, uh, may may you find divine solace as well. And may your loved ones rest in love and peace, um, though their journey has ceased um, through no you know through no fault of their own. Um, and it really wouldn't matter about fault. It's just through no you know no. Circumstance of their own. Um, Somebody else decided that they were so much in pain that they needed to inflict pain on someone else. Um, There's a saying that goes, Hurt people, hurt people. And um, it seems to be more uh, resonating in these current days, in this current phase of life. Um, I I can't speak to the past, uh, you know, before my time, but. as human beings, we seem to repeat history because we fail to learn from it. Um, and so, uh, sadly, I doubt this will be the last mass shooting. Um, it's one of many. And in some cases, um, I I sense and I feel that we've become desensitized to these mass shootings. You know, it's uh, it's a blip on the radar for, for news stations, uh, for pundits, commentary, because people have taken sides at the because they feel they need to protect what they think is the Second Amendment versus um, the safety of others. Now, I I won't get into, you know, all the ins and outs of the Second Amendment uh, in this broadcast anyway. There's so many various uh, ways to look at that um, and to look at the right to bear arms versus the right to bear weapons that, you know, um, go beyond bearing arms but go into assault. Now, as a a veteran, I can tell you, you know, I've— shot everything from a 50 cal to, you know, uh, M4, M16 to, uh, you know, a pistol. And, um, but in, in, in my world, it was as a form of protection and awareness and should I have to use it? But when we're trained in the military is, Hey, if you pull out your weapon, it has, there has to be an intent and you have to accept the responsibility that you ha- You may have to utilize it. But if you don't have to utilize it and it does not need to be an escalation of force, then keep your weapon, you know, first of all, muzzle discipline and keep your weapon holstered. Um, so beyond that, there's, uh, there's a lot more going on. And I hope to share with you some, my, some of my thoughts and perceptions. We can respectfully agree to disagree, I hope um because i see that there's a lot of vitriol going on and it's it feels like everybody's taking sides and it's my side or your side and that's it and i i i really um feel that we need to really look at that you know um look at each other's perspectives whether we we agree or disagree right does that make sense so let's talk politics for a minute um there's a lot we can talk about nowadays Um, I'm going to try to stay focused on one particular point in this particular broadcast because there's so many avenues that we can talk about. I know most people are talking about impeachment and collusion and corruption, conspiracies, um, investigations, what have you. I may touch on that at a later date, um, but my choice is to focus on a particular um, perspective right now, which is... Whether we realize it or not, we have elected um, folks that may not necessarily represent our best interests. Let's be real. They are more focused on representing the donors that have um, contributed, uh, in some cases, to them being elected. Now, we can fool ourselves and say the idea of America is that there's a democracy. However, the ideal of America, and I've heard D.L. Ukely um, say this, does not align with the reality of America, right? Now that's very much part of our responsibility, right? And although this channel mainly speaks to the um, melanated folks' experience versus necessarily the Caucasoid experience, um, uh, or um, I'd say the Latino Native American experience because... um, They're somewhere in between the melanated and non-melanated. Some Latinos, even though they're melanated, prefer to identify as Caucasoid uh, and have their own colorism issues with those that are of darker skin, uh, of melanated skin. And if you're wondering why I'm using melanated and Caucasoid rather than black and white is because I'm really learning and I'm really um, choosing to redefine my vocabulary because although white and black are colors, I have yet to meet someone who fits the de- definition of white, although that's what we use and, and, and often misuse. There are those who fit the Caucasoid features um, and Caucasoid skin c- color, but white, really white, if you think about it, um, no, not applicable. Even those of us, um, those of us, I say, um, in our community who are albino- may necessarily um, seem to represent more of a caucasoid feature feature, or caucasoid skin color um, rather than a melanated color and melanated by melanated i mean of a darker skin color Um, the term black again although some in our population of very dark skin have a high concentration of melanin um, to use the term black uh no uh, you know, I've decided that's that's not the word I want to use. Possibly because I'm I'm reading more, um, and by reading I'm listening. I use more audible. I'm not getting paid for audible, but you know, at this stage of life, I'm in my 40s, experiencing illnesses and and other chronic pain. Uh, the, the 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 more convenient format for me to learn and 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 keep my brain um, stimulated is through listening to a book rather than reading a book. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I have to do both. But what I'm um what I'm realizing is um we are not organized as a people. Whether it's the melanated community, we vote. And some of us don't vote, which is kind of a form of voting as well. I've been guilty of that too, whether while in military service and even, you know, recently out of military service, which is also a vote, right? But what we need to realize is before even voting, we need to have a consensus um, and and a, and, a, and a requirement of those whom we are choosing to elect or whom are asking for our votes, similar to the high, um, you know, highly wealthy donors, right? Because it's beyond wealth that some of these donors are electing or are providing financial resource or backing to these uh, elected officials. It's about power. And power is a very intoxicating drug, very much like fame is a very intoxicating drug. Because you may wonder, well, these people are rich. Why do they need to be on television or reality TV or, or, you know, all of these other things? Because they've already accumulated wealth, but the power, the control over other people's lives, the control um, in decisions people are able to make, the control in... um, having the ability to direct or dictate um, what happens to the, to many of the masses. It's a very intoxicating drug, and we really need to look at that. We really need to... So full disclaimer before we go on and continue our session about power and fame being addictive drugs. Um, I, I think my last session got cut off a little bit. Um, there are times when I'm going to cuss, right? I think some people call it a potty mouth. So pl- please know that. I, um, sorry, not sorry. Right. Uh, it's a part of my life now and, uh, it's been embedded into me. I, and I, and I have no issue with it. So for those of you who may have issue with it, you may have to work with that. Um, and decide if the message is more important than the potty mouth. Right. Um, maybe it's the Brooklyn Brooklynite night in me going up in Brooklyn, New York, or it's the military in me. I, 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 but I won't blame you either. I think that's that's just a part of my, my ability to communicate. Now, that doesn't always mean that's how I choose to communicate, but sometimes hmm, that's where I'm at. So I may cuss a bit. So just know that, right? Full disclaimer before we go on. So now let's get back to this whole fame and power uh, addiction, right? Um, in our current society, those two addictions seem to be very prevalent, right? Because um, wealth has become financial wealth, you know, has, has, has increased for many. Um, but the anonymity of those folks, um, up until more recent, uh, years wasn't, was very much, you know, the case. Um, and now many people are brought to the spotlight. Um, some people by choice, some people maybe by just curiosity, um, And some people through misrepresentation, I I choose whichever one. But what I find with that is, um, we sometimes conflate the two and we feed off their, that type of intoxication, right? I'm not going to blame reality TV for it. Folks do what they do. Some folks misrepresent their status in life, but they still, or some folks are trying to um elevate their status in life financially what have you and so they feel this is the venue not for me to judge hey it's your path you do you do you boo um as i think Anna Kasperin likes to say on on uh, on the young turks uh, a, a show that comes on weekly or or daily um but as youtuber lovely t always mentions um, she usually refers to fame as an addictive drug, but I think fame and power, and she might have mentioned power too, I just don't remember. I like to give credit to those that actually have stimulated my mind or brought something to light, okay? Uh, she's a YouTuber, look her up. Very fascinating. She covers a, a variety of topics, right? So I think we're living in a state where power and fame are very addictive, and people, you. Are craving that, and and those who don't who feel less empowered are feeding off of those who are maybe perceived in the position of power and fame. Now, I, I'm not one to tell you whether or not that that's the right way to go or not. Uh, one could say part of broadcasting and having this venue is a part of seeking fame or, and or power. I I. I can tell you for myself, it's more about empowering and and sharing um, what I know because that gives me uh, a sense of purpose um, that resonates for me. And some things I'm sharing, I'd hope to maybe heard or known about earlier on before my 40s. And maybe they they would have, you know, my journey might have been somewhat different, but I don't regret my journey. Hey, you're listening to a beep of uh, something in one of my computers. Don't know which one it is and not trying to figure it out right now. So, um, I, this section on, 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 on fame and power being addictive, I really wanted to share with you because I think it's important for us to ask ourselves, what is it that we are feeding off of? What energy are we feeding off of? Are we feeding off somebody else's, uh, camouflaged, um, desire for power? Are we feeding off of someone else's camouflage for fame? Because really, um, it empowers other aspects of our lives that, that we don't see from those we elect into office to those we choose to associate with our company. Show me the company you keep and I'll tell you a lot about yourself. That terminology that I've heard so many times rings resonates with me still to this day. It has some uh, truths to it, right? Um, so I think it's important for us to do that as uh, individually and also as a group right? Because, um, I think that would help us maybe, uh, be more empathetic and sympathetic and, uh, more aware. All right. So there's much more I really want to cover. And, um, I wrote down some notes when I had a little bit more alertness, but if some of you have experiences, I wrote down the notes somewhere, but now I don't remember where I wrote down the notes. Um, It's kind of like I put something someplace with the intention, okay, well, I'll be able to utilize it later or, you know, and then I, get, I don't remember why I did it. <laughs> it was a good idea of me to put it somewhere, but now I can't remember why I did it. Go figure. Um, I don't know if that's part of, uh, you know, as we call it, second childhood. At least that's how I like to look at it, once a man, twice a child, or once a woman, twice a child, however each, or once a person, twice a child, right? Uh, sometimes I find it funny. Sometimes I find it frustrating because um, I write down notes to help me stay on, on focus, on track. Um, my mind travels quite a bit, so sometimes you may find my broadcast goes, like, in a in a maze of, of, of sorts. Um, hopefully, you pick up what you're meant to pick up, and if you don't... Mm, well, you don't. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about power and fame being addictive drugs. Um, let's talk about unity, right? Um, there's a perception um, that even I sometimes see where um, certain groups align with other groups because they want to see it at the table, but they are, and so they'll use those numbers, but yet they're not necessarily wanting to see the table for those from whom they're asking support of. And I'm going to uh, I'll talk about the Me Too movement, uh, maybe not in this in this broadcast, because, you know, we do like five minute intervals. But there is something to that because I'll, and I'll use it. Well, I'll use it right now. The Me Too movement was started really by a um, melanated woman. Right. Uh, like 10 years or 11 years ago. um, So it's, I don't remember her name right now, but you can Google it. You can Google everything. But then it was appropriated by um, movie stars, um, most of which were of Caucasoid, uh, or Caucasian and thought they had begun it. Now, since then we've debunked that and all of this other stuff, but it's ironic that from that, we then went to like magazine covers where even the initial, um, appropriator of that Me Too movement was not shown. And I find that kind of interesting, but also then we came up with Time's Up, at, um, to sort of, I suppose, go beyond Me Too. Now, there's many stages to me, too, that I find disturbing because I think some folks are using it as a means to be vindictive, as a means to get attention. And I mean, no disrespect, as a female myself, um, as a survivor of abuse, um, I can tell you there is a difference between um, experiencing a bad uh, interaction or date, um, as as I think has been discussed, to feeling um, a sense of powerlessness and having to comply to somebody assaulting you physically, um, you know, through no means of escape, whether they have a weapon or it's just their physical strength, um, or whether it comes from someone you've trusted. I'll go more into that another time. But what I realized with, with these movements to include time's up and time's up, you know, you have a lot of celebrities, some melanated who are supporting all of these movements is, um, there's a there's a bit of and, and and some some of you know some of my in, folks in my community see this. There's a little bit of passive aggressiveness because it almost seems as though Caucasian women want to appropriate this Me Too movement, but not necessarily acknowledge and, and want the numbers from the melanated folks, but not necessarily want them at the table. And I find that rather disturbing. And it's also pervasive because it goes into you know um, even um, you know when women were choosing were fighting for the right to vote. Um, I think, is it Susan B. Anthony? Don't remember. Forgive me if I misuse that name. Wanted the numbers of uh, the melanated people, but did not necessarily um, care for them, right? Because they wanted to see the table. And what I also find disturbing is there are many people, males and females, who are now saying, yeah, I knew this person was abusive. Yeah, there was talk about that but yet they hadn't spoken up or at least given a heads up to the folks around them to say, hey, listen, you might need a chaperone every time you're around this person, right? Um, because they have a reputation or because there's been some allegations or because um, I have ex- I know they've done X, Y, and Z. But now all of a sudden people are coming out of the woodwork, some who have been paid uh, you know, to uh, re- comp- compensate, I guess, for what they endured and some who haven't. And I think in a way um, we're diluting the actual purpose of the Me Too because it's intended to really be a voice for for those male and women who have felt powerlessness and have been abused or assaulted or harassed. And that matters. So originally I said I was going to talk about the Me Too and Time's Up movement at, at a later time, but uh, as Wendy Williams uh, sometimes states, I'm I'm a woman and I'm allowed to you know, change my mind. Um, I'm not sure if that's exactly how she says is it, but I'm paraphrasing. Uh, or, and by the way, may her health uh, situation improve. Um, some of you may already know, I think she both get broadcasted that um, she's never missed a day of work up until now. Um, and I can imagine the frustration of always uh, feeling like you're on point mm-hmm. and suddenly, you know, life happens things beyond Mm -hmm. your control happen and you can no longer function at the level that you're used to. Okay. Um, I've experienced that even in my military experience and okay. Full disclaimer too, as, as well, um, this session, and maybe in one more session, maybe all I do today because I can already feel the fatigues, um, physically and somewhat mentally. And I have another broadcast I'd like to do on our AG to vets, the active duty to veterans, uh, uh, broadcast that we also have on Anchor and on Twitter. Feel free to follow us, and we have a page on Facebook. Um, and if you're on active duty or you know someone on active duty, your loved one, or if you're veteran and you're, you know, you're just interested in the military community, um, feel free to listen to our station AD to Vets um, as well. Because I want to share some things with our fellow brethren in the military community. Um, so yes. We've talked about the Me Too and Time's Up movement. I'd like to elaborate more. But I think a lot of things factor in to include um, political alliances, right? Because um, we sometimes forget um, that political alliances go beyond just um, collaboration. You know, um, I admire the Women's March movement. Excellent. Um, That said... um, I think especially melanated folks need to ask themselves, what are we, what are we supporting, what are we marching for? Um, And to me, marches, I don't say I'm over that, but be something has to be beyond the marches, like a collaborative source of funds, you know, similar to Bernie uh, Sanders who managed to accumulate a lot of funds from people who would pay $5, $10. Well, I think as a community, whether if we are really supporting each other, then we need to organize our funds to be able to fund a politician that owes us, um, to fight for, to advocate for, um, our, um, purposes, you know, our, um, desired, um, Intense, just like lobbyists, right? And then we are able to hold them accountable. And we, we we utilize those funds to help propel that politician. And then in return, we hold them accountable because that money came from us. Similar to how donors are able to hold these politicians to task to be able to pass a tax scam that gives more money to the richer, right? Um, my opinion, I think some share it, some don't. Hey, it's okay if you don't. Uh, and it's okay to, if you do. I think we have to go beyond that because voting is great, but before we vote, we need to be able to consolidate our economic ability so that um, we can then consolidate it so that it's big enough to to then support a politician and then as we support that policy and to say, Hey, these are our issues and you need to be advocating for those issues. And if you fail to advocate for those issues, we will hold you accountable to the point where you may get unelected or there'll be a recall, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And they need to have the same type of desire to acquiesce to us as they do to their wealthy donors. Now, um, I know that's not necessarily, um, the mainstream thought, but I think we need to change our tactics because if we do the same thing and we expect different results, many, you know, in many circles, that's known as the definition of insanity. Now, I think all of us have a little bit of insanity in us, but we need to have some insanity with with logic, with strategy, because without a strategy, all we're doing is voting um, and then Pardon the expression bitching because we, we you know our, our issues are not addressed from those uh and uh, descendants of enslaved folks who have never received reparations to the Indian Native American community that have really endured quite a bit of uh trauma you know and to women from all versions who also have felt powerlessness right we need to collaborate and organize all right. So as I stated before, um, this may be my last broadcast for this particular episode. I'll combine it all together, and hopefully, it resonates. Um, it makes sense to the to uh, to listeners. Um, if you do have feedback or any particular part of the session you you feel an, um, would would warrant more elaboration, although I um, I probably will do that anyway. Feel free to leave us or leave me a message. Um, And if you disagree, you can leave a message, too. But if it's disrespectful, trust and believe. I'm not going to pay attention to it. Like I said, I'm in my second childhood, and my tolerance level for vitriol is, like, nil. You know, um, I prefer participation, collaboration, uh, and cooperation rather than just discourse and, you know, um, people and their feelings in some kind of way. That's, uh, mm, That's less than positive. All right. So it's talking about collaboration and unity. I think when it comes to politics, um, marches are nice, you know, um, but beyond marches, I think, um, for all the people that are marching to come to some understanding, okay, what is it? What is our mission? What is our desired end state? And then how much can we each afford to create an account for that? That requires trust. I know you have to trust that whoever's going to manage that account is actually going to use it for that purpose. But that's where accountability comes, where everybody's very transparent. You get statements and you know how much is in that fund and which politicians you're going to support. Now, for example, I'm a parent of an autistic uh, son. There's an, there's a increasing autistic community. Uh, however, the policies are, uh, are not the same across the board nationally. So the policies in California, and depending on what part of California, the more wealthy Cal- uh, you know area of California versus the what they consider the lower income California, different services are offered or available. If you're military, at least we are blessed enough to or, or veterans to at least um, still receive those services even when a copay is is included. If you're not military and your company refuses to recognize some of the treatments. You come out of pocket completely if you're even able to, which creates a very big frustration. Now, there are a lot of um, different groups online, and I also subscribe to um, communities of those who are autistic adults who speak their minds and who are able to articulate something we may be missing as um, not being, as sometimes referred to, neurodivergent. Uh, adults ourselves, but we need to understand um, the community and we need to really respect the voice of those who are autistic. Um, Saying that, having said that, I think it's important that we elect the politicians that understand the importance of providing those resources for our children, whether they're children or adults of the autistic community. So my money, for example, is going to go to a politician and is going to align with hopefully other parents and other um, loving members or caregivers for those in the autistic community so that we can ensure that whatever policies and laws are enacted towards our loved ones makes sense and offer their benefit. Now, that's something I think across the board nationwide should be um, fairly equal, Right. Um, it may, it may be slightly different depending on the state. Completely understand that there's going to be variations, but there should be a minimum baseline. And, and, and that should be across nationwide as opposed to a level of bureaucracy based on the state you live in and reside and feeling like you have to fight for every resource for your loved one. Right. So that's, that's an example of unity, right? That's an example of collaboration. We may disagree on a whole bunch of other things, but we can agree on the fact that our, Loved ones who are autistic need X, Y, and Z services and policies across the board. Um, And I think people mistake liking someone and being friends with having a common goal. Uh, The two are not mutually interdependent. Um, We can dislike your political views on X, Y, and Z, but we agree that this particular um, strategic initiative is important to all of us and our loved ones, and therefore we. Pull our resources together to ensure that we elect um, those that will represent our interests, just like lobbyists, and ensure that our loved ones have the services that they need. And I, I I, see and I sense that there's a lot of ritual. I stopped listening to the news because so much of it is just repetitive and very much, you know, um, pundit-wise. So just food for thought.